Welcome to the Postpartum University Podcast, where we support you and your provider in understanding the science, the art, and the sacredness of healing after birth. I'm Miranda Bauer, your host, your postpartum nutrition specialist and homesteading mom with four wild kids. It's time to get you the holistic whole body healing that works. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Postpartum University Podcast. I'm Miranda Bauer, your postpartum nutrition specialist and host, and I have got a really hot topic for you. I don't know if you've noticed, but nutrition is kind of coming out of the postpartum closet. I've had so many graduates recently of our postpartum nutrition certification program coming to me and sharing how there's this like massive flood of people wanting to know about proper nutrition and postpartum. And we're seeing it all over the place. People asking in mom's groups, people um, who are messaging us and emailing us, and maybe they're just hearing us talk about it so frequently and have an, an interest in it. But what we know is that it's growing and people are wanting to know about repletion and how to do it in a way that's safe and healthy, meaning not salads and smoothies. One of the questions I get asked a ton is, is how in the world is nutrition and mental health, especially depression and anxiety and postpartum, how are they related? Like what's the actual relationship? And can it have a big impact on our body? Is it seriously that big of an impact? Or is it like a small tool in the toolbox that goes next to positive thinking and meditation and CBD? And those are amazing supportive things, but they don't help you heal. They help you cope. So where does nutrition fall on that? And I will tell you, nutrition is one of the most underused and overlooked healing tool we have. And I'm going to connect the dots for you on exactly how and why it helps you heal, not just cope. Okay, so how we're going to talk about this, we're going to first start about the gut-brain axis. And so the gut-brain axis refers to this really complex and bi-directional communication system between the gut and the central nervous system. And the gut-brain axis plays a crucial role in regulating various psychological and physiological processes like digestion, metabolism, mood, immune function. It's this really complex interrelated system that truly maintains our overall health and well-being of an individual on all levels, everyone, every human from infant, uh, from birth to death, everyone. And the funny thing is, is that we talk about gut feelings all the time, right? We feel it in our gut. Uh, we have the we have a funny feeling. There's butterflies in our stomach. We always connect our emotions to our gut. There's actually a study that was done recently that connected women's intuition to our gut. It was a really interesting study, and I'll just briefly share that with you here about how women tend to show greater sensitivity to the brain's salience and emotional arousal systems that are somehow attuned better to physical feelings. 
And so when they did this study, they they did it with medications. And when uh, women were given these medications, they were able to feel and, you know, quote unquote, intuitively know what was actually occurring in their bodies in regards to what this medication was doing. Whereas men were not, even though their body was going through the exact same thing and affecting them in the same way, according to the study, that they were not able to feel it. So really, really interesting. Definitely something to look into a little bit more. We also know that many medications are created for men uh, versus women and women are not being studied enough. Um, And it does have a different effect on our bodies because of the intricacies of our gut brain axis, but also our hormones. So lots of different things that we can, we can say on that, but moving forward, let's talk about the gut brain axis and maternal care. So in maternal care, the gut brain axis has an impact on infant development, maternal mental health, maternal nutrition. For example, the gut microbiome of the mother during pregnancy can influence fetal development including the development of the baby's brain, immune system, metabolism, and impact maternal mental health, including uh, depression and anxiety. And nutrition is one of the most founding factors, the most important factors to the gut microbiome and the way it impacts these different areas. And we're all familiar with the symptoms of dysfunction in the gut-brain axis. It's been connected with newborn colic, digestive issues, allergies, asthma, eczema, autism and developmental delays in children, preeclampsia, autoimmune disorders, mental health concerns in motherhood. The list seriously goes on. So understanding the gut-brain axis and its impact on maternal and newborn health is critical to providing effective and comprehensive care for mothers, for infants, for families, and for communities. In a recent training I did, uh, and and the training was gut-brain axis and its impact on maternal and newborn care, um, I shared the in-depth and different parts of this gut-brain connection, its impacts on mom and baby, and how we can assess and apply care and support to heal the body from dysfunction or dysbiosis. And interestingly enough, it isn't a stretch in any way to say that this is one of the foundational pieces. And we, I'm going to share a little bit more about this in relationship to inflammation within the body. And and we'll get to that in a second, but how this is how inflammation is being communicated throughout the entire body. It's literally like the stop and go lights, uh, you know, in our highway systems. It is the foundational piece of, of what happens in our body and the communication channels that it opens to help that response to inflammation. It's really, really one of the key factors in the entire thing. And I will tell you that taking probiotics for most people is not helpful. A little surprise for you there. So for the sake of time, I'm going to share with you seven key components of the gut-brain axis and the changes that are happening in pregnancy and postpartum that make it easier for an imbalance to uh, occur and 
uh, postpartum depression and anxiety, especially postpartum depression and anxiety, and why nutrition is foundational to supporting all of these components. So hopefully you are ready. You might want to grab a pen and paper. So we are going to get into this. Number one, the gut microbiome. Okay, so the gut microbiome refers to this diverse community of microorganisms that reside in the gut. And the gut microbiome has a significant impact on the gut-brain axis by modulating gut-to-brain communication. It's literally the gut's communication system, okay? So what happens in the gut, in the immune system, and all of this, it gets communicated to the brain and the rest of the body through this microbiome. It also influences digestion, metabolism, immune function, and the release of hormones and neurotransmitters, okay, which in turn also impacts the brain function. What's being released or communicated tells the brain how to function and how to talk and to the rest of the body, what, what other hormones and neurotransmitters from the brain needs to be released into the body. So the gut microbiome of a pregnant or postpartum mom undergoes significant changes, including an increase in certain types of bacteria, a decrease in others, and thanks to hormones and an increase in nutritional and sleep needs as well. And what is the biggest factor of gut microbiome support? The foods you eat, not the supplements, i.e. the the probiotics. I actually see probiotics doing more harm than they do good. Uh, And there's just so much uh, out there in terms of the studies and the experiences that that we see that show that that is not going to be supportive of this. But the foods you eat, That is going to be key here. And this is really interesting. I want to talk to you for a second about fecal transplants. And I will tell you, it is as gross as it sounds, but there's an entire science and there's only a couple of centers around the entire world who will actually do fecal transplants. And you can see numerous case studies on this topic where they actually took uh, the microbiome of fecal from fecal matter, and they implanted that into the microbiome of another individual. So uh, usually it's somebody who has a quote unquote healthy body, meaning that they eat well, they have no digestive symptoms, they have no uh, eczema or allergies or anything like that. And then that is uh, surgically implanted into another person who is struggling with their weight or struggling with their mood. And what we found And this, and you can, again, the studies on this are limitless. There's there's so much interesting information. What we found was that a person who received a fecal transplant from someone who was deemed healthy ended up exhibiting the exact same mannerisms, behaviors, and moods as the person that they received the transplant from. And, And their bodies took shape of that person. So uh, in the very beginning, I was just doing this, this training recently, and somebody had mentioned to me that this was originally created as a weight loss tool. And indeed, it it is a weight loss tool. Uh, People lose a significant amount of weight when they take the fecal transplant from somebody who is of a healthy BMI. But what they also noticed is that it it takes on a different form for many people and can be kind of dangerous because not only do we need to assess, does that person who are taking the fecal transplant from not only have no symptoms of of disease or dysfunction within their body, 
and and are of a healthy weight, but we also have to assess who they are as a human being. We also have to assess their moods because that is being passed down to people, meaning somebody who has a lot of rage or anger that was literally being passed on to another person who received the fecal transplant. They became rageful and angry human beings. If somebody had depression, that was being passed down to them. So even though they might become symptom-free or no longer experience colitis, which a lot of uh, people who are, are doing fecal transplants are um, uh, of experiencing irritable bowel diseases, they are noticing that there's this relationship. So maybe we are not necessarily the person that we see. Maybe we are actually the microorganisms that live on and within our body. So this is a huge conversation, much more than we can we can talk about here. But what we know is the gut microbiome greatly influences your behavior, your mood, and the way you think, okay? Now let's talk about number two, hormonal changes. Hormonal changes during pregnancy and postpartum can affect the gut-brain axis by influencing gut motility, intestinal permeability, the release of neurotransmitters. And these hormones change and impact the gut-brain axis, which leads to changes in communication and function. But I want to stress the importance here that Hormonal changes during pregnancy and postpartum are a biological normal. They are supposed to happen. They are there to support you, not make your life miserable. And what we know is that when our hormones that are shifting are not supported, that's when we have a hormone imbalance. That's when we don't feel good. And guess what creates and regulates hormones? Nutrition, Nutri nutrients and minerals do. They are literally the fuel of hormones and hormone care for the, it comes from the foods you eat, especially fat. Fat is a key building block to hormones. And in our society, we tell women that fat is bad and it's not good and we shouldn't eat it because it'll make you fat, right? We still have that belief in us when actually it is the very thing that helps to regulate our hormones and then some. And so we need a lot of extra fat. We need a lot of extra nutrients so that we can support proper hormonal changes. Okay. So let's talk about the stress response. Pregnancy and postpartum is a time of increased stress, right? Both physical and emotional. And this impacts the gut brain axis. Uh, chronic stress can also increase inflammation and disrupt this delicate balance of the gut microbiome. That inflammation, I will tell you, that is brought on by stress and the release of neurotransmitters and cortisol and all of these, they impact the gut microbiome really deeply. A lot of people who experience stress and trauma will have a greater likelihood of experiencing chronic inflammation in their body, which contribute to mood and anxiety disorders. So the number four on the list is trauma. Number three, stress response. And number four is trauma. And they're all very much interrelated and cause a massive dysregulation that leads to this increase in cortisol production and changes in hormone levels, um, which is part of the communication system. It gets sent back. And here's what we know about inflammation. 
inflammation is a precursor to depression and anxiety. Okay. So we know for a fact that if inflammation exists within the body, If you're a birth and postpartum professional who wants to give the families you serve some solid, holistic, evidence-based information regarding nutrition, repletion, and nourishing your body after baby, this is for you. I have 18 beautiful pages in a handout form that is completely free. Free full guide to nutrition completion, common misconceptions, supplement support, favorite recipes, 30 healthy and quick snacks, and so many more. You can download your free collection with handouts at postpartumu, that's the letter u.com slash handouts. That depression and or anxiety are soon to follow. You cannot have depression or anxiety without inflammation in the body. Okay. So it is a direct relationship. There's an entire study on this psychoneuroimmunology. It's a massive science. It's cutting edge and it connects all of this. And it it is very clear in this new science uh, that the myth has been busted. There is no longer uh, a correlation between a serotonin deficiency and depression within the brain. It is not uh, a brain issue. Depression is not a brain issue. It is an inflammatory issue, okay? So stress and trauma greatly contribute to that. So we have gut microbiome, we have hormonal changes, we have stress, we have trauma. And let's talk about sleep deprivation. Number five, we know that postpartum mothers often experience sleep deprivation, which can impact the gut-brain axis Sleep deprivation has been shown to alter gut microbiome composition and reduce gut-to-brain communication, which leads to changes in mood, behavior, and cognition. Nutrition also supports proper digestion of foods and nutrients that support the hormones that help moms sleep. It's kind of a catch-22, though, because if we're not getting enough sleep, We're certainly not wanting to cook ourselves a really awesome meal that's going to be healing and beneficial to us. And and, and the reverse is also true. If we're not eating well, we're more likely to be awake and, and not able to sleep, even in times when we're able to, like when it's in the middle of the night and our baby is sleeping just fine. So sleep deprivation is a really key component here. And one, it kind of stands by itself. It is it is related to nutrition in a, some regard, but we all know as moms that when we don't get the sleep that we need in and it of itself, we are greatly impacted uh, with our mood, our behavior, and our cognition. Okay, so here's number six. And I will tell you, not a lot of people are gonna like this one medications and antibiotic use. Okay. The use of antibiotics during pregnancy and postpartum can impact the gut microbiome and gut to brain communication. It's not just for moms. It also impacts the newborns, especially if it was something that was done during pregnancy, labor, and birth. Antibiotics alter the gut microbiome composition. It will impact healthcare for the long term. It's not something that is easily recoverable and will require more than just probiotics. 
You cannot just take probiotics to heal after antibiotic use. Now, I am not saying that medications and antibiotics should never be used. They absolutely serve their place. And there are times where it absolutely saves our lives. And we have to weigh, obviously, the pros and cons of that. But there needs to be a separate step. How do we heal from whatever it is that we're experiencing might be medication or antibiotic use? But we need another step after that. Now, after we've healed from whatever it is that needed that immediate care with those things, now how do we heal our bodies after the use of those medications and antibiotics? And to take it a step further, we can also input other toxins, at-home toxins, household toxins, uh, and even vaccines that are full of toxins that are there to lower your immune systems so that you can ha- experience the illness at hand. So all of those things greatly impact our gut microbiome. It changes that considerably. And so this isn't necessarily something that is impacted by So this is something that is highly impacted by food because what we eat, where our food comes from, how it was processed, was there antibiotic use on the animals that have, uh, that we're consuming because traces of that are left in the foods and that we're ingesting. What about the milk products? Those high antibiotic use that we are consuming along with the medications that were used. Pesticide exposure for our fruits and vegetables are very high and also alter the microbiome significantly, not just a little bit. I want you to hear me out when I'm saying significantly. It kills the good and promotes the bad. Okay. Lots of science on this. Okay. So here's number seven, breastfeeding hormonal changes. We have so much going on that is in relationship to breastfeeding, uh, especially the release of oxytocin, okay, the love hormone. And oxytocin is involved in promoting bonding and reduces stress and anxiety. It has been shown that breastfeeding moms are positively impacted within their microbiome. So a mother's gut is positively impacted by the act of breastfeeding. And it's thought to occur due to the presence of specific sugars in breast milk that get uh, um, reabsorbed in the body or used in the body. They're just created and the body gets to benefit from that. So not just the baby benefiting from that, but also the mother. And so obviously we're we're also talking about the gut microbiome of a baby significantly benefiting from breastfeeding and stress reduction and receiving these sugars and the creation of their microbiome, which is, I will tell you, a whole nother podcast episode. This can have a positive impact on the gut-brain axis. It also reduces inflammation and helps promote neurotransmitters like serotonin. And so we know that breastfeeding mothers will actually, generally speaking, uh, have less symptoms of depression and anxiety. But here's the caveat, okay? And I hear this often, um, and and I hear quite frequently, well, I think my, my breastfeeding was actually a contributing factor to my depression and anxiety. And let me tell you, that absolutely could be the case. But it's not because you were breastfeeding. It's because you had zero support while you were breastfeeding. 
You didn't get the education because I will tell you breastfeeding one child is vastly different than breastfeeding another child. And I swear each and every child needs uh, an education. We need the support systems in place to make that happen successfully, but also in our society, within our home life. Are are you getting uh, the support that you need to get the, the sleep that you need while you're doing it, to get the support around the house with the other children in the, in the chores? What about going back to work? That is the contributing factor to depression and anxiety, not breastfeeding in it of itself, okay? So, and that in itself is also very much related to nutrition because if we're breastfeeding and we are not getting the nutrients that we need and we're constantly providing for our babies and our babies will literally leach the nutrients out of our bodies, we will experience it through cavities and bleeding gums and our teeth falling out and brittle bones, We know that our baby will take whatever it is that they need to grow through our breast milk. And so if we're not giving our bodies what it needs nutritionally, we will greatly suffer from depression and anxiety during this time. So another key component to that is related to nutrition. Here's the thing. Pregnancy is a time of significant changes in the gut brain axis. And all of these changes can impact the health of both mother and baby. Understanding these changes and the impact is essential for providing effective and comprehensive care. Postpartum depression and anxiety and nutrition, that is the missing link. It is connected so much to all of the points that I shared with you today. And again, I'm only scratching the surface right? This is why I focus so strongly on nourishment after birth, the stories, the experiences of getting the right foods, eating for hormone health and overall healing, reduction of inflammation, so, so much. So I want to conclude with this right here. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. If you are a provider and you are not addressing nutrition, you are contributing to the mental and physical health decline that we are seeing in our communities. Again, I know I'm boldly saying this. I know it's kind of a gut punch, but I'm saying it because we are all, every one of us are responsible for bringing in nutrition to our care practice in some way. I don't care if you're just having a conversation or giving handouts and and sharing the significance of, but if we're not having this conversation, we are absolutely not lowering the statistical rates of postpartum depression and anxiety and even autoimmune diseases. So this conversation needs to happen. And with a focus on nourishment during this time, we can help ensure the best possible health outcomes for mothers and newborns. Love this episode? Let us know by leaving an amazing review. Your support is everything. Want more? Head over to postpartumu.com. That's postpartum, the letter U.com, and explore how we support moms like you in holistic whole body healing that's specific for the unique needs of mamas in the years postpartum. See you there.